get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tonight against Vancouver at home, Alex and Joey will have the pregame coverage starting at six o'clock puck drop with Joey and curbs tonight at seven, right here on your home for the blues one Oh one ESPN. And right now we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Joey Vitale, blues analyst for one Oh one ESPN. We always appreciate his time. Joey, how you doing today, Joey, man? Joey, Joey, Joey. <sighs> Hey, boys, 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 what's going on? Having a good day. How are you guys? Joe, a follow-up uh, from yesterday that we had with Chris Kerber. Favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Go. Oh, easy. Con Air. Yes! Gross. Are you kidding me? There we go. That's what we Joey, what would you guess? Yeah. What, do you what guess? would you guess Kerber said to that same question? Oh, he probably would. What? Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, what was the one Snake Eyes with John Travolta? That was a pretty decent one. Face I think off? he was like a Face Off. Oh, Face Off was a good one. I forgot about Face Off. Face Off was good. Uh, Moonstruck was wasn't he in Moonstruck with I don't Cher? Even know what Moonstruck he, is. He went with uh, what National, was it? National Treasure, Treasure. Joe. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I thought you would have said National Treasure because you've got five kids and they've probably all watched National Treasure, but no, you went the good answer. I thought Joe no might way. go Gone in 60 Seconds. Gone in 60 Seconds was good, too. Um, I love that, you know, Bring Sally up song. That was, that was a good opening uh, opening drive song and scene of that movie. But no, Con Air, start to finish. Listen, guys, I need a movie that's going to make me laugh, uh, make me cheer, make me cry. Like I need every emotion... That's like Titanic. Like Titanic, giving it's going to give you pretty much everything you need. Pirates of the Caribbean, another perfect example. It's going to give you everything you need, right? Con Air. I mean, at the beginning he's a hero, then he gets in that fight, and they play that Leanne Rhyme song. How do I get through? And then he starts to cry a little bit, and then all of a sudden he's back in prison. Then you're like, oh no, this is not good. And then he takes over the plane. I mean, start to finish, you laugh, you cry, you cheer. It brings out every emotion. Con Air, without question. Anyone who does not say Con Air, I don't think we be friends. Joe, you're you're absolutely right though about Titanic. It does bring up every. I've always emotion. compared Con Air to Titanic. Titanic in terms of cinematic I mean, achievements. They, get, they're really one and the you same. You cry, you cheer. Um, you know, if you get excited, if you're a, a, yes, a young boy a becoming now, a man. I, I, I I know I know where you're going there. Let, let me finish it for you, so you keep yours out. I may lose my job, but you don't need to lose your job. Let's put it that way. No, yeah, I, I mean, listen. I was in sixth grade. Yep. I went to St. Justin the Martyr. We went on a, a group of us went to see Titanic. There was like eight boys, twelve girls. We all met at Ronnie's Twenty. That's still over there, by the way. Ronnie's Twenty is a great cinema. And uh, hasn't been renovated. I mean, it's renovated since then. But Ronnie's 20, Titanic, I, I definitely saw stuff in that movie that I had never seen up to that point in my life. And 
And I felt a little judged by the, the group of girls in front of me who were in our grade. They kind of were looking back at the boys. Everyone kind of knew that was coming. We heard murmurs about it. So the girls were ready to pounce on all the boys and give them those judgmental eyes when that scene came on. And you know what? I didn't care. I was just like locked yeah. into the movie. I, I'm gonna, I appreciate just good cinematography, so I was locked into the movie, even at that scene. Absolutely. That was cinematography masterpiece right there, Joe. Didn't know where you were going with that. When you started that sentence, didn't know where it was oh, going to end. masterpiece? <laughs> yeah. It's going to end Joey with masterpiece. Joey is our guest <laughs> here on 101 ESPN. Uh, all right, Joe, let's talk a little bit about this Blues team. Obviously, things not going in the direction that any of us had hoped. Uh, I would imagine a decent part of that was the reaction over the weekend to uh, the Ryan O'Reilly trade, which made sense. It's just tough. Uh, Joe, as you were watching that, what, what two of the guys that I had my eyes on were Robert Thomas and, and Jordan Cairo, and I'm going to be watching them the rest of this season what have you seen from that line specifically since the Ryan O'Reilly trade? And, and what do you want to see from them the rest of the season? Well, I, what I have not seen from them is to me, BK, they are not a line that is ready yet to take on another team's top line. Just plain, plain and simple. And you look at that Carolina team, the Ajo, the uh, Svechnikov, and of course, uh, Natchez line, that is a line that Ryan O'Reilly would have. And Ryan O'Reilly would do a good job against. Now we're looking at uh, a life without Ryan O'Reilly, and we were looking to Thomas and Cairo to be that line now to do what O'Reilly did. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't think they're ready. And you know what? That's perfectly okay. Because I wouldn't be ready either. Because that Sveshnikov line is a good hockey line. Right? You're looking at the Tavares line with Mitch Marner now, Ryan O'Reilly. That's a good hockey line. It's going to take time for those guys to grow into that role. So this isn't something where we should be critical of Thomas. This isn't something where we need to be um, lose our patience with Thomas's line now in the new role that he's expanded to without Ryan O'Reilly. This is something that is just the reality. I think two things stand out about it. One, sometimes you, you really realize what you're missing when it's gone. I think for Ryan O'Reilly, definitely. I mean, talk about a guy that just did such a good job shutting down and frustrating other teams' top lines. So now we don't have that, but we also, as Blues fans in the, in the city of St. Louis, need to be patient with this Robert Thomas line. And yes, it doesn't look great yet, and that's completely normal and natural. I always bring up the New Jersey Devils and talk to Tom Fitzgerald again last week when the Devils were in town. You know, it took Nico Heischer years, Jack Hughes years, not only to develop their offensive skills, but also re- realize that defensively they got to be much better as well. And now you're starting to see the fruits of all that labor that New Jersey has endured where the New Jersey Devils are one of the funnest teams to watch in the National Hockey League. But it's taken those two young guys a lot of time, a lot of seasoning, and guess what? A lot of mistakes. And it's going to take Thomas and Cairo a lot of mistakes at times. But the thing is, you have to keep pushing them out there. You have to keep showing them the opportunity and not give up on them so quickly. Because if you do that, then to me, you're only hindering and you're only holding them back from the growth that eventually this Blues team is going to need out of them here in another year or two. I, and I know this is down the road, Joe, because they're going to get a lot of this uh, reps and experience for the rest of the season. But how impactful is an offseason if you're a Thomas or a Cairo where now you know Ryan O'Reilly is not going to be around, David Perron is not going to be around, this is our team. How impactful can an offseason be for two kids like that? Well, it could be very impactful or it could be not impactful at all. And that's what we're going to find out. And really, it's just up to Thomas and Cairo to figure that out. You know, I think that when you look at a rebuild situation like this, 
you know, um, Shane Doan, Shane Doan once says kind of a funny story, but uh, he used the, the analogy of the Aesop fable with the tortoise and the hare. Of course, we've all, we've all heard the story of the tortoise is going to challenge the hare and the hare thinks he's going to blow the tortoise away on the race. So all the animals in the wild, they get together at the start line and then something like the fox maybe hits a, hits a gun and they take off. Right. And then the, the hare takes off as we all know. And then eventually he's so far ahead. He decides to take, take a little snooze by the tree, but the tortoise just kind of keeps chugging along. And all of a sudden the, the hare wakes up and he realizes, Oh my God, I'm way behind. I gotta get going. He gets to the finish line and all of a sudden he sees a tortoise there and he can't catch up and the tortoise wins. You know, and, and the moral of that story is that it, it's slow and steady wins the race. I actually told this story to my, my, uh, my Kirkwood might team a couple of years ago. It was the funniest little story. I told them all about the development of a hockey player. It's, it's gotta be slow and consistent. And I tell them the story, and they're all listening again. Imagine six-year-old eyes just glued on you. And you're telling a story about a hare and a tortoise, and I'm like, "So, guys, at the end of the story, I said, so guess what? The tortoise won because he was slow, but he was but he was consistent. See that? He was slow, but he was steady. Now let's go out and have a good practice. And we went out there, and all of a sudden, I run the first drill. I'm blowing the whistle, and these kids aren't moving. They're moving like molasses. I'm like, okay, let's pick it up here. Let's, let's get going now. Babe. Come on. And they're still they're still going slow. And I finally had to blow the whistle, guys. I go, guys, come in, bring it, in, bring it. In. I go. What is going on? Why are we not moving our feet? And one, one kid named Teddy raised his hand. He's like, Coach, I thought you wanted to be, us to be like a tortoise. What's, what's going on? I thought we'd be like a tortoise. So I'm like, like, oh, God, you guys are killing me. No, I don't want you to be like a tortoise. Yeah, yeah, you're slow and steady in development, but I, don't, I want you to be fast. I need you to be fast out of here. So kind of goes to show you the mind of a six-year-old. They, wanted, they thought I wanted them to be like a turtle. But I say, I say the story because, you know, Shane brought this story up when we were in that, that struggle of Arizona, very similar to the situation the Blues are finding themselves in now. This to, to, to grow out of this, it's going to be slow, but it has to stay steady. So the, the slowness, the patience, that, that's going to take years. Or as we mentioned, the Robert Thomas stuff, right? Getting the draft picks. Maybe a draft pick you get in that first round, let's call him sixth or seventh overall. It's going to take him a couple years. You have to be slow with your approach. You have to be patient, and this will take some time. But the steady aspect, that's what's in your control. And that's what Shane was explaining to me at the time. The steady aspect, that's the leadership. That's players like Braden Shen and Robert Thomas, you know, Tory Crew, Justin Falk, Colton Pringle. Those guys, they dictate the steadiness. And the steadiness is really the only thing that matters at this point for this team because it's all that's in their control. And by the steadiness, what do I mean? You have to stay competitive. You have to have that will. You have to have the desire. You have to put on the Blues uniform and take pride in it. You know, showing up in tonight's game against the Vancouver Canucks, yes, I know the situation's dire. I, I did all that. I've been in that position, and, and it sucks. It's really unfortunate. But there is a style, and there's a way we play the game. And you need your leaders to set that tone. And to me, look at Jordan Bennington's performance against the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, I get the allowed four goals, but look at the way that guy competes. Look at the way he battles. Look at his passion. Look at his energy. Those are the people that are going to keep this thing steady. And it's up to Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong in this slow process to get better, you got to find those players and those pieces to remain steady if you want to continue to see improvement. So I don't know if any of that made sense to Absolutely. you. It made sense in my head, but definitely <laughs> I'm not sure if it made sense to you guys. Sorry. Yeah, and our, our text line is definitely following you. Uh, somebody said that what, what he didn't hear about that fable is about the guy who was smart enough to go to Vegas and actually put a 1000 bucks on the tortoise, cleaned up in <laughs> Vegas, did very well for himself. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That should be our money line bet here tonight. That's right. I'll That's throw right. it down on that one, Joe. Joe, appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself tonight at the game. We'll talk with you again next week. Sounds good, boys. It's always a pleasure talking to you, too, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.